Good afternoon, everybody. It is Wednesday, June 16th. That is the eve of the U.S. Open. I, of course, am Johnny Danger. With me is Mr. Adam White. We are draft for upside. This is in the cup. Man, it's been like two months, buddy. How the hell you been? We had PGA, didn't we? Mm, did we? I think we did. Four You're weeks right. ago. Yeah, okay. It's been a month. We're a majors show now. We only yeah, show up for the big events. We are the Brooks Capco of golf projects. It's true. We are the Brooks of Co And we're just as hit or miss as Brooks is. <laughs> or Brooks Light. We are yeah. the Louis Ustays and Golf there we go. No, we're might not that consistent, buddy. We're not that consistent. Well, might be true. <laughs> What's going and, on, man? Ready for some golf talk? Yeah, man. I've been in the UP for like a week, and um, I'm back to humanity. Get this. Both my children are in daycare for the first time in 15 months today. So you have silence in that beautiful house with the grand piano I'm seeing behind There's you. nobody here. There's nobody here. It's quiet. It's amazing. It's a beautiful place. You've been meditating? I have been, every day. Good for yeah. you. Every day. Uh, I'm starting a new job on Monday, so I'm uh, pretty excited. And um, I'm here hanging out with you in the middle of the day. Uh, I like all these things. Well, since we don't have, at least I don't have a beer I'm currently drinking to talk about. It's uh, true. Why don't you talk? Maybe you do, but why don't nah, you I talk got... about the new gig? Yeah. Big old bottle of water here. Well, I really, I, I actually haven't announced it, so we might as well announce it right here, live premiere, right? So um, I have uh, decided to move on from my good friends and family at Witches Hat Brewing Company, as as uh, as sad and heartbreaking and bittersweet as that is. And um, I am getting ready to try to launch a fantasy sports site, of course, um, which there'll be more to talk about that at some point soon. And um, I'm going to help uh, Abra Ales right here in my hometown of Howell do a little self-distribution uh, part-time a couple days a week. So you'll have to meet me up there for a beer. How about that? Oh, I'm definitely down for that. You're, um, you just seem more like yourself. Like, I just associate you with beer. So like, I know. there's not as much beer activity in your life. It just doesn't feel right. That's right. Beer Man John. Beer Man John. That's how it goes. Uh, so I'm excited to um, have a beer with you up there. It'll be fun. Heck yeah. I'm up, I'm up in Livingston County every so often, but uh, yeah, I'm happy for you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. It's fun. Hopefully the site gets rolling too and you can, you can knock it out of the park in both sides. Oh man, yeah. We'll be talking about Fantasy Sports Site very soon. It's coming quickly. Quickly. Uh, let me finish building our uh, breakdown here. And uh, we're going to go to the U.S. Open, man. Um, I don't uh, have any idea what's going on. Like I said, I've been in the woods for a week. I kind of forgot it was the U.S. Open until you said something yesterday. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and fill the space while you impart our knowledge. So why don't you tell us a little bit about this U.S. Open, where they're playing, and uh, what's going on? Well, I will do my best. Um they're out at Torrey Pines, just north of San Diego, California, in La Jolla, to be specific. We've got a rather long U.S. Open golf course. It's pretty typical. About 7,600-yard par 71. Um, we've got some long par 4s. We've got some beastly par 5s and par 3s. Um, this course has hosted one previous U.S. Open, and it was 13 years ago, so I'm not sure there's much you can take from that. But generally speaking, the U.S. Open recently, if you go back to the last five years or so, has very much catered to the longer hitters, so we will certainly be looking at that. Uh, but the course is gorgeous, up on up on the top of a cliff, basically, and uh, um, overlooking the ocean. You'll have some beautiful scenery there. It's going to play a lot differently than the farmers. 
farmers opens usually there like end of january so the fairways are a lot softer the temperatures are cooler so it's going to play shorter now but the rough is going to be thick uh um, sure u.s some, open uh, you know that, that's got to be thick rough right yeah and there's as always there's videos showing up of of golf balls you can't really see in the rough until you move the rough aside right um, of course bryson proved that that didn't really matter to him and that's the interesting part about the distance conversation. You know, you typically think of your U.S. Opens as guys like, you know, back in the 90s, like Lee Jansen and uh, Hale Irwin, these fairway finders that hit fairways and greens. But Freddie Couples, straight and short. Um, Freddie's long, but the um, that kind <laughs> I mean, of way. He's of not now. Long. He's like 60, dude. <laughs> he's not long now <laughs> compared to the old guys he's playing against. He is. But it, the further, it's so hard to hit the fairways, even as a shorter hitter that you have a big advantage if you're hitting wedges or short irons out of those out of the rough you have a better chance to gouge onto the green than a guy who's hitting seven iron um who's hopeless because they have less club head speed and just can't gouge it out of there so you see a lot of these guys up top your brooks your matthew wolf and bryson last year djs these guys that you wouldn't think of as prototype us open players in the past but it's showing that distance is a big advantage so we'll talk a little bit about that and who we like this week and why um, but that rough is always going to be a story at the U.S. Open. This year is no different. I like it. Let's talk about Phil Mickelson and those beautiful caps. We want to do like a quick, since we're a major, showing up for majors type of podcast now. Yeah, man. I mean, the last time we talked, we were uh, talking the PGA, and uh, we did not have him on the uh, on the radar, not even a little. I, we didn't even make a joke about it. I mean, he wasn't even mentioned. No, and usually, you know, historically, you guys will mention him, and then I'll blow it off but uh and it's probably what i would have done too i didn't even scroll down far enough on DraftKings pricing or betting odds to see him right um and to have him even come to my mind until i saw him a few under on thursday i'm like oh phil okay so is yeah, this the most him. impressive major win by somebody of that age bracket that you've seen is, is it in that category for you uh and it's the only win I mean, for somebody, he was the oldest, right? But like, yeah, what a, what a crazy win! How do you how do you, I mean? Obviously, the <clears throat> the Masters win by Tiger coming back from injury was probably the, one of the most epic, like late stage career comeback wins that there's ever been. So it's hard to maybe compare it to that. But what do you compare that win to for Phil? It's di it's different than Tiger's because it's not a comeback. We didn't see Phil right. ever completely go away where he was injured or rehabbing from surgery that type of thing not for a long period like Tiger. Um, but against that field at that golf course, that's a course where you really have to drive it long and straight off the tee to contend. And when you think about straight, you don't think Phil Mickelson. So the fact that he was able to put that together for four rounds and really only had a couple of super wayward shots that, that makes the everyman love Phil because he gets those shots that he can relate to as a, <laughs> a weekend golfer. Um, but it, it's an incredible achievement. I don't know if it's the greatest achievement ever in golf, but it's for me, it's certainly up there as far as the ones I've seen. To have the, the greatest major champion of our generation, at least the last five, ten years, on his heels in Brooks, who had won two PGAs in recent memory as well as two U.S. Opens. like Just an unbelievable feat. And it just it speaks to how much uh, longevity players are able to, to find in their careers as athletes now that we know more about how to manage your body and how to keep your body sure. in good shape. I mean, obviously you're just telling me that I, it's not too late for me. I just need to have a <laughs> stretching and a calf routine and, and I'm it's in. It's not about you, Danger. 
Um, <laughs> no, but it's it's fun to see because it, it gives you hope for for a guy like Tiger to come back. And you know he's going to take care of his body pretty well when he comes back as long as he sure. practice too hard. And um, other sports, you know, Tom Brady competing at quarterback at the highest level into his mid-40s. Crazy. LeBron James into his Did you see 30s. Bartolo Colon complete a game in minor league this last week? At 48 years not. old, complete game. Is he like 400 pounds yet? Oh, easy. Easy 400 pounds. Well, maybe not. Unbelievable. But, but yeah, man, uh, he's obviously pitching in the minors now, but he threw a complete game. Yeah. 48 years old. It's amazing. Obviously, it's different in golf, but that particular course where you have to hit it so long and straight, the shots he was hitting, the way he was controlling his ball flight, just unbelievable. Phil's, Phil's one of the all-time greats. And, uh, you know, my, I shared this with you guys on the podcast a few times, but my view on him over the last like three, four years has completely changed. Oh, I mean, I've watched it change from a complete hater to a kind of just in awe of his ability to compete at this age. So. Oh, at a certain point, like it was always for me when I was young, it was Tiger versus Phil, but mm-hmm. I'm appreciating both of those guys' careers at this point. Phil's been incredibly good majors and uh, I don't think he's going to compete this week, but I wouldn't also be shocked if he did. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's riding high, right? <laughs> Ooh. All right, buddy. Well, let's um, go ahead and get into it. Let's quickly show the people here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up our uh, uh, Mooseonomics over at FantasyNational.com. <clears throat> let's build a quick model, shall we? Um, so what do let's we do start it. with here on the uh, shots gain screen? Where are we doing here? Uh, tee to green, so, uh, off the tee. What do we got? Ball striking? I just like uh, the U.S. Open. I just like strokes gain ball striking. You know, okay. just hitting at the overall best. I've gone back a couple months on that. Strokes All right. game putting on POA. All right, let me get over to the this putting. Is in no particular order just yet. Yep, I'm just going to go strokes game putting. All right. Strokes game putting. What else we got? Strokes gained ARG. ARG back there. All right, you know, it's my favorite. Oh, it's my Around mind. the green. I'm actually factoring in driving distance this week. All right, so are we doing off the tee? Where do I find that? Uh, you should be able to just pop up driving distance. I don't think it's in there. I don't think it's in there. Then go. Proximity, driving distance. distance. There it is. You, there it is. I've never used that driving distance. All right. Anything else you want to throw in there, real quick? No, I mean, we'll we'll filter out some of the names based on U.S. Open experience and, and previous history. All right. For those of you that are watching or listening, we are using FantasyNational.com to build a custom model based on those few stats. Of course, you can play around with all kinds of things. They don't pay us to say this, but we keep doing it anyways because maybe Pat Mayo someday will listen and be like, these guys are great. Let's give them a free uh, membership. Doubtful, but we'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. We'll keep trying. All right. So let me move this over to our shared screen. All right. How would you like to weight these now, my friend? Strokes gained. What do we have? Four total categories. Yeah. I would go strokes gained, ball striking. Um, so we have four. I would do that at like 33%. Okay. How about 34? That sounds great. Perfect. <clears throat> then I would wait. Uh, should should put a bogey avoidance in there too. Let's wait. Strokes gained, arg, and driving distance. <coughs> Excuse me. About twenty-five each. What do you think? 
Sorry, I'm dying. Oh, you're all right. All right, so if I go 33 on ball striking and I do uh, arg and driving distance both 25, it leaves putting at 17. Perfect. All right. So that's just an example. Of course, we'll play with this throughout the day and uh, get it. So this is just a quick rundown of how to do this. So this spits out Dustin Johnson, Bryson, Xander, Rom, Finau, Speed, Cantley, Thomas. Big names right up top. I like that. I'm looking I like through some here. of those names. Yeah, and you know I'm always on Carlos Ortiz. I told you pre-show I was on Paul Casey, uh, and I like I, I like Joaquin Neiman quite a bit. So you got a couple seven thousand um, names in the top fifteen. So that's mm-hmm. good. You need a little value. Um, I'm a big Ortiz fan. I'm a big Paul Casey fan. I like the value that you get out of them. Um, I'm not really shocked by anything up in this list. So. No, I'm not either. Um, there are some guys that are missing that I would have hoped would pop up, but it is what it is. Yeah, which, of course, you said you wanted think- to add bogey avoidance, but I don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll get into that at some point. So here's here's kind of our model. Like I said, this is a paid-for service. I don't want to hang out here too long. Um, you know, you can always go to fantasynational.com, sign yourself up, a subscription. So we've seen this. How you, you've taken a peek on the, how this. I'll leave it off to the side. Um, let me... Uh, Copy and paste it over into another tab. Let me put our DraftKings lineup builder here. All right, here's our DraftKings lineup builder. We'll let that load. Can you see that? All right, Adam. Absolutely. As soon as it. So why is it not loading? Why is it not loading, Adam? <clears throat> I don't know. We'll do it on mine, but we can't screenshot it. That's okay. I, I, That's I your league lineup. Let's go to the Millie Maker. I don't want to go to the Millie Maker. We're going to build my lineup. There we go. Oh, don't look at that. All right. We're good. All right, let's kick this off, my friend. We'll, we'll run through this pretty quick. We don't want to go too long today. Um, it's a quick preview here. So let's start with these guys in the uh, five figures here, starting at 10K and up. Uh, how do you feel about Rom being forced to withdraw with a six-stroke lead the other week? My gosh. At Memorial. Uh, and I had him in my lineup too, and I'd had uh, only one missed cut. I was feeling great, and then, meh. I was in shock. I I saw that he was leading by a pretty good margin, like early in his back nine that day, and then I got busy and checked the leaderboard later, and I scrolled about there. six, seven spots down, and I went, where the heck did Rom go? What did he do? Yeah. Did he make like a 20 on a hole? Um, Dude, he had a six-stroke lead. <clears throat> it was unreal. I mean, the guy was playing some of the best golf we've seen him play. To go 65-64 on that course is something special. Um, so, I don't know. I'm not going to get into the whether they should have called him off. The bottom line is he wasn't vaccinated, and he could have been. Yep. Um, so, obviously, playing at a high level, at least he was 10, 10, 11 days ago. So, yeah, I think he belongs right where he is. I mean, Is he the kind of guy that that gets into his head a little bit, or you're not worried about it? No, I think, if anything, he'll come out even more determined. He's been he's been cleared since Saturday, so he's been at the course practicing. He's played very well at the at the course in the past, anyway. <clears throat> um, I think it sets up perfectly for him. I don't care that he had COVID. He was obviously playing through it and doing just fine, and now he's fully recovered. Oh, sure. So, I would take him over any of the next three guys for sure. Um, so yeah, I think he belongs at the top. I think he's going to be, if not the number one player, vying for that for that spot for the next 
decade plus. And, uh, yeah, I think he is the odds on favorite for a good reason. I'm trying to find the ownership projections. There we are. All right. So let's see where he's at. Yeah. He's probably going to be up there and he's not really he's actually okay. only the one two three four five six seven eight eighth guy on the list i thought he'd be right up at the top xander's number one followed by co-crack co-crack number two interesting very interesting um, but casey's number three so you know i'm gonna triple down on my casey love uh all right i'm probably gonna fade all three of those but if we stay in that top range mm -hmm. Spieth, I do not think this is a good golf course for him. He's just not driving it straight enough. The rough is going to kill him. DJ and Spieth is one of those guys that the, that the course will get in his head. If he starts having a few bad swings, they'll just get worse and worse. Yeah, there's there's nowhere to hide out there. You've, mm -hmm. got, you've got a lot of difficult holes, and you don't really have a long stretch of holes where you can kind of fake your way around. you got to be solid tee to green. He's been driving it straighter, but... I just don't see him putting it together this week. It's a huge golf course, and um, there are just other guys I like a lot more than, than Jordan. Well, with very minimal research and not looking through ownership or any <clears throat> of the factors that we normally do on our model building, just going through and uh, feeling out players I think were, were good. I didn't start with any of these guys. The first guy I started with was uh, Xander at 9-3, um, and then the next person I started with was Webb Simpson down at eight, seven, when I built the first two lineups I built. So I kind of faded the whole top end. Um, I can, okay. I can see Xander. I not on web this week. Um, outside, outside of Rom right up top. I'm not digging the next three, but I like Brooks and I actually like Rory quite a bit this week. I think you're still going to have a lot of people, especially if you're talking tournament ownership. You got a lot of people who probably played him at the PGA after he had won at Wells Fargo and feel kind of burned by him. So I don't think his ownership is going to be super high. Um, played okay. Like he can play okay at, at Memorial and still finish top 20 and finish under par on a tougher week. So yeah, I actually, I like Rory this week. His ball striking is really coming around. His putting can just be decent. Uh, he's a really good play. You got to be able to hit your long irons nice and high here, especially to these par fives and long fours. And Rory is not in the top twelve of ownership. He's down about thirteen percent if you're playing the large fields. <clears throat> Perfect. Yeah, so like those two guys, I I really am not a huge fan right now of of Xander, especially if he's the highest owned guy. I know he's got good history here and in California in general, but I would much rather play Patrick Cantlay at ninety one hundred. I know he's coming off a of victory, so I'm sure he'll be somewhat popular as well. Um, he's sitting he's right around uh, Rory and uh, Morikawa. Right there at yeah, 13, so 13 and a half. If he's not in the top 10 in ownership, or even if he's near 10th, I'll, I'll take him all day. So, so DJ, and JT, DJ and JT are down under 10%. Mm, even with that being the case, I think that's for good reason. JT is similar. He just doesn't drive it straight enough. DJ showed some form last week, but he's just been brutal leading up to that. I mean, that was that was DJ's first top ten since February. Mm -hmm. It's June. Yeah, man. And he finished exactly tied for tenth. Like he didn't contend. Um, so that little bit of flash of form from DJ is not enough for me to play him. So I skip right over him. 
Right, let's scroll down into Those the scrolls. Cantley range there at the 9,000 and down. I, I kind of like <laughs> this range. I like Cantley. I like Reed. I like Finau. Um, you know I like Webb, yeah. but that was with no research. So you, you're probably going to yeah. change my mind on that. Uh, probably. And then he's probably going to win. Um, but Reed and Cantley, I love at 9,000 and 9,100 respectively. I look at Cantley as kind of that pivot off of Shoffley, who's going to be high owned. And then Reed, I look at it as a pivot off of uh fino to lower ownership with both those guys <laughs> and then that way if you want to take a co-crack or someone that's that's um higher owned in the lower price range you at least differentiate yourself up top a little bit yeah I can but yeah that. i love cantley and reed both are proven in majors reed's never going to give up if he has a bad first round since three or four under you know he's going to keep grinding and, and work his way back into it um and his short game is phenomenal you need a good short game here and reed i mean he's got an argument for the best short game in golf sure um you know, I'm almost, I, I can't go a show without talking about Scheffler or Coco. Any love for them here? <clears throat> um, no. No. And back to Simpson, he he had a bit of an injury. He was shaken off, and then I just heard he, he had the flu like last week, and it knocked him out for five days. Was barely able to even chip and putt, and he's never played this course. Okay. All the, right. Fair. Fair. I'll leave him he off. He doesn't play at the Farmers because it's too big of a golf course for him. <laughs> Granted, it's firmer now, but it's right. still I just – not a guy I'm targeting. All right. I'll leave him alone. You've talked me off of it. I like uh, – there is actually more of a correlation to the the good wedge players, especially like that 80 to 120 range on the approaches to the green, some of these shorter par fours. <clears throat> and then par fives where you have to lay up these 600-plus yarders. A guy like Danny Berger, um, who was kind of expected to contend at the PGA and really didn't, I could definitely see Berger um, – putting a good week together and you're getting burger at seven six percent right now what is he six percent seven point six yeah i'll take i'll take my chances with that all day he he showed some signs of life at the schwab a few weeks ago after not playing great at the pga but god his form was so good leading up to that all right um, man, man i, I think i'll pivot from web to burger how's that sound <coughs> what's up i said i'll pivot from web to burger okay I'm down with that. No, I think he's he's also fighting for a Ryder Cup spot. He's determined, I think, to perform and show out in a major, and he hasn't done that yet this season. So I think he's a guy I'm definitely looking at, especially if he's that low-owned um, to play well. Connors, I just – he's had a good run in majors, but I just don't um, – I don't see his short game holding up here. I don't see his, his distance off the tee really keeping him in it quite enough. So I'm going to shock you for a minute, Adam. Um, through all through all this time, you know, the last 35 minutes that I've been looking, I haven't found a Cameron that I like this week. Okay, that probably means you're um, maturing as a fantasy golf. I mean, I don't like analyst. to think about it that way, but you know, I like to have Camerons in my lineup. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what I like here, man. I mean, Louis is a guy who's going to make the cut. I don't know. A guy I keep telling you is never going to contend in the top five. And most of the time I'm right. Um, but his price range is Not at majors, dude. Is, is where it's at. You know, I mean, 8000 It's a good price range. <clears throat> if you want to talk about Louis and majors, you have no leg to stand on there. <laughs> he finished tied for second at the PGA. He finished top five in the U.S. Open last year. Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. But 8100 I love that price for him. 
I absolutely yeah. love that price for him. I still like Paul Casey, although I think you're right. His ownership is going to be very big. What about Burnsy? Yeah, I was looking at Burnsy. I just don't think he has the experience in U.S. Opens to uh, to really do it for four days. Um, if he was low sevens, I might consider because he does make a lot of birdies, but I could see him missing the cut just as easily mm-hmm. as top 20, top 30. I like some guys with a little bit of experience here. I actually like, um, of course, I like Louie. I mean, that go, kind of goes without saying. So, so who, who are the course horses here? I mean, you said this hasn't been a U.S. Open in 13 years, but obviously they play here. Um, you know, who, who's the course guys here? I mean, Rom for sure up top. One guy we'll talk about in a few minutes who always plays well here is Ryan Palmer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's contended here several times. Xander, Finau, those guys are definitely course horses <clears throat> at Tory. But the thing is, I don't think the course horse thing from the farmers really applies to this week because it's going to be playing so much differently, both, um, you know, the firmness of the golf course, the thickness of the rough, the green, oh, sure the, the weather greens this time of year are different. Than weather's January. different, so, yep. Yeah, I don't love, I don't love looking at it that way. I think that, I think the weather being warmer and the fairways being firmer brings in some of the shorter hitters to possibly contend like your burgers, like your Abe answers, potentially that kind of guy. Um, but I don't necessarily love looking at at farmers' results right. to indicate who's playing well this week. Well, you know, we've been a, a big fan of Kokrak on this show for years, years. <clears throat> but even at 16% owned, second highest owned guy, we're talking about differentiating elsewhere. You still like him in there? I mean, I'm going to play, you know, 135-man tournament, so I'm not in a giant GPP. <clears throat> I've decided on on Kokrak. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play him in cash this week double ups and head to heads just because there is a lot of upside there at 7,600, but I am going to fade him completely in tournaments and pivot to one Mr. Shane Lowry at the same price. Yeah. Another big fella. Lowry's been playing some great golf. Um, at the, at the Memorial just a couple weeks ago, finished T six fourth at the PGA, not a great event at the Wells Fargo, but T nine at, at RBC heritage. He's, he's done it on a variety of different types of courses mm-hmm. and, well, people must he's, be looking uh, like value and liking your thought pattern because he is projected <laughs> as the ninth highest guy, just shy of 15%. Where is he relative to Kokrak? Uh, Lowry is number nine at 14.6. Kokrak is number two at 16.2. Yeah, I mean, not a phenomenal pivot, but I still take him at that ownership. I would take Lowry to finish higher than Kokrak. All right, fair. I'm going to slap. Ships that much lower right. than Look at this, man. I start with three guys <laughs> that I feel like are very solid that could make, you know, easily a top 20, um, if not better. And I've got 86 remaining for three players each. I like it. Yeah, you got some win equity there with, with Berger, Usti, with Lowry. So you can pop. We'll talk about a couple of value guys here. And I'm I'm trying to keep the uh, the player pool a little bit tighter this week. And I usually do in majors just because we're trying to win the money. We're trying to win the money. So to win the money. I, you see, if I pull John Rahman here, it takes it dramatically down to 73. So we got to get creative down here. So so let's leave off. Where did we leave off here? Co-crack-ish area down here. All right. Adam Scott's a guy who I tend to look at at majors here or there. Um, I don't know about this particular course for him. Um, where, where are you at down here? Uh, Harmon popped in my original model that I built. Brian Harmon popped. Uh huh. Ooh. No, there's there are some guys I like down here in the low sevens. 
Um, Harmon and Scotty are not are definitely right. not guys. Let's I get would, lower. Uh, Let's get lower. Max Homa, Billy Ho. So, Bezundhut. Billy Ho. I just don't know, Billy Ho. I can't do it. He's just not consistent enough in uh What about he just doesn't drive it straight he's, enough? He's not me. missing cuts. Look at that. 12 for 12. He's not missing cuts. I know, but he shot freaking 82 at the Memorial and yeah, I just can't do it with Billy Ho. He seems to have a little bit of quit in him at these majors. Mm -hmm. It starts getting a little too tough. He just turns the hat backwards and Do you believe in the Stewart's comeback here? <clears throat> I do. I do. I actually like Stewie Sink this week. I was really, really hoping that Garrett Kago would like kind of contend last week, but not really, and people wouldn't notice that he's won two European tour events recently. But the kid goes out and wins the damn thing, and now yeah. everyone's going to be on him. 7,200. He's obviously on a freaking tear right now. He's won three of his last five events. Insanity. Just won his second PGA yeah. Tour event. The Sharps might be on PGA. him, but the um, the general consensus is only 6% out. <clears throat> yeah. Now I just don't, with the whole emotional roller coaster thing, too, he hasn't followed off his other wins with great performances. So. Mm -hmm. I like Sink though. Sink is an absolute veteran. He'll uh, he'll work his way around this course. And then we got my guy Charlie Hoffman there at seven. Yeah, buddy. Charlie Hoffman. I feel like it's all been building to this to this week for Charlie. I, mean, I think we just call it quits right here. You can see my lineup. I'm out, and uh, you have a good rest of the show. I'm just gonna log off. Charlie and Stewie, and you're done. I'm out. All right, right there. <clears throat> well, it's been fun. I'm just gonna ramble for about five, ten more minutes, and all right. we'll go from there. Great. <laughs> uh, All right, but where are we at down here? We talked about Palmer. I do. What's Palmer's ownership looking like? People are going to be on him. You got Streelman, who just contended at the PGA. Streelman is down at 8.3. Palmer at 7.3. Okay. Yeah, in that case, I'll take Ryan Palmer. He's kind of... On the outside looking in, as far as Ryder Cup contention for this year, but and RT you know, Ortiz was a uh, top five in our model. Carlos, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't love Carlos this week. I think that's about the time though. That time of the season, he was on a tear back when they played the Farmers and then Phoenix. Yeah, seven thousand too, man. That's uh, I'm, I'm on Ryan Palmer. I'm definitely not on Streelman. Definitely not on Cooch. I will certainly have some Charlie Hoffman. <clears throat> and this guy's been mentioned as a sleeper in, in majors a couple times now or in stateside tournaments, but Bobby McIntyre, he actually putts really well on Poa Greens. Um, I think he's ready to contend in a major or at least make some noise and truly top 10. Finished 12th mm -hmm. at the Masters this year. Kid's got some got some talent. Bobby Mack. I think I'm going to take Sink out. I'm going to put Palmer. I, I believe in the, in the Palmer. I believe in him. There we go. I like it. All right, moving down the list here. Zach Johnson pops up in a major here or there as a cut maker. If you got to go below seven, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, not this week. All right, I don't know about anybody contending under seven. I was kind of flipping through this. I don't know about that, but if we want to go top heavy and you need to get a cut maker, where are we going down here? Um, I don't really look at it. I'm not looking for just cut makers down here. 
you know, I like to look at guys that if they have a top 20% week that they can actually get up there and work their way into the top 25 mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, top 20, top 15 in DraftKings scoring. Um, Johnny Vegas has been on a bit of a tear. <clears throat> we talk a lot about Johnny. He yeah, played we- phenomenal in his uh, U.S. Open qualifier and then just finished T2 at Palmetto last week. Had a great Sunday round with some tough pins, so I like him. Uh, Victor Perez, I've talked about before, has the game to do it in a major. And then another guy who's starting to play well, we're on all the time, and we've seen contended a major before, Eric Van Royen. Uh, he's dead he's to been, me. He's dead he to me. abysmal for like four straight tournaments. Nah, man, he's dead to me. I want to talk about him. For Next, about player. A month. Next player. Next player. He's dead to me. He's finding some form. EVR. Nope. Don't don't put it to bed. Dead to me. You hear me? Danger. We're in we're in the, the value range here. You want guys who if they put a good week together, they can truly nah. contend. Not guys uh-huh. who are gonna like hopefully uh-huh. finish fortieth. Nope. Dead to me. Okay. Well I'm I'd taking... rather go I'd rather go to Party Marty. <clears throat> Party Marty. There's a couple guys that are interesting. Taylor Pendrith, who's um, Corn Ferry Tour player. He hasn't had any wins, but he's been playing really consistently on the on the web tour. If you want a cut maker, potential cut maker, I mean, Brian Stewart. He hits it about as straight as it gets. He's a Michigan boy. That guy could certainly make the cut this week. He's not going to top twenty, but he could make. Yeah, the but cut. I mean, when you're looking at sixty five hundred, can you really, really hope for a guy for top twenty? The U.S. Open tends to have just your random guys who you don't expect just pop up and contend. All right. Well, let's what? get out of here, buddy. It's a, it's a busy afternoon. And uh, Let me throw one guy at you. What else you got down there? Tipsy pick, so to speak. Okay. This guy's super young. I don't think he's even a professional yet. He's still at Texas. But let me just throw Cole Hammer at you. Oh, I like that name. I actually played him last week. Did you really? I did. He missed the cut. By a lot. Yeah, by a large margin. If you're looking for just an absolute flyer where you're going, all right, uh, somebody who could step up and be that Cinderella U.S. Open story. Mm-hmm. And- now, you realize I played him because his name is Cole Hammer. I mean, right. <laughs> I didn't I have any were- insight into last week. <laughs> you probably didn't realize his pedigree and the fact that he like almost won the NCAAs as an individual last year. Well, I mean, I read I read the little blurb that they had about him. So No, he's good. He's a legitimately good player. I love it. I love it. All right. I might have to make a Stars and Scrubs and uh, put Cole Hammer in there. Yeah. Um, last I guy, got some 25 cent tickets, guy. man. I'm a baller. Okay. This guy's like one. Apparently, I have Belgium. one 25 cent ticket. Never mind. <laughs> you weren't risking too much. No, but I could play the dime game. I have 19 cents. Look at that. The last guy I'll shout out is Thomas Dautry from the European Tour. Big Belgian. He could. You can do a little sum if he puts together sixty six hundred bucks. Sixty six. Yeah, there he is. That's true. I like it. it. I like it, man. All right, um, give me your three favorite flat out bets. Three favorite bets. Yeah. Hmm. I like Cantlay. I've seen I've seen Cantlay as low as twenty five to one. That's nice. I do like Cantlay a lot. Um, that sounds like a five dollar Johnny Danger special right there. 
Yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't looked at the betting, to be honest. Uh, well, fair enough. Uh, if you uh, maybe check out Draft Repside's Facebook page, if we uh, get antsy tonight, maybe we'll drop um, Adam's favorite one-offs, long shots. Top I mean, definitely bet Charlie Hoffman for top 10. Yeah. I like got to do that. You know it. Well, Adam, it was a pleasure. Uh, I know it's Wednesday. We usually do these Tuesdays. I I'm going to try to talk you into moving these to Mondays. I didn't have a problem with that. I think it was some of the other guys that can't really do Mondays. Yeah, Mondays would be great because that would give us time to distribute and uh, talk about and get other article out on Wednesday. That'd be great. So maybe we'll start doing these Mondays. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. And uh, we're getting real close to announcing some great new online content and web page. It'll be exciting. And um, we'll be here for that. And probably weekly at that point, won't we, Adam? Absolutely. Yeah. Anyways, Jeff for Upside, this has been In the Cup. Please check out the rest of the content at iLogicMedia.com. And uh, you can catch uh, Adam and I's stuff there when we are here to do it. Have a wonderful week. And, Adam, good luck in your bets. Let's keep the chat going. Let me know who those favorites are so I can win some money. I'd appreciate you. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Money US Open. Yep. We'll see you all next time. Have a good night.